Welcome to this episode of Nerdables. This week we are talking about a possible new G.I. Joe movie. AMC and Regal go to war with Universal. Disney Plus releases prop culture. And we celebrate May the 4th with the Star Wars news. Welcome, Chris and Ethan. Nobody catch uh, Ethan there just chugging cores right there. Boom! Silver bullet. I wish. Doing Corona time, Holmes. Yeah, they can't see you. We can, so we can tell everybody, of course. So we know all oh, you okay. do is drink. Yeah, you chug beers like crazy. Yep. Whenever we hang out at Rich's, Ethan shows up with like a 24 pack, and it's gone in an hour, and you realize he's the only one that's drinking it. Because it's usually like I'm Bud surprised Light I'm sober at any point in time. I'm surprised you're sober at any point in time, and I'm su- really surprised yeah. Rich is sober at any point in time. He chug, never lets chug, me down by chug. being drunk all the time. <laughs> well, you know the little beers that are left this. in the supermarket. Well, you know, if some of us had the choice to be working, probably be working as well. So, thanks well, for that, too. Aren't you supposed to get a second stimulus check? I haven't got the first one. <laughs> you didn't get the first one yet? Do you no, not, because... Do you not, don't have direct deposit? No. Oh, so that's why trouble. I'm probably not going to get it but until You still get December. a letter from the president. Yeah, I'm going to burn it. It's okay. You know what's funny? You realize that sending out the letters probably cost as much as one of the stimulus checks. Yes. Right. I was just going to say, though, not to mention our president is so pretentious that he has to write with a Sharpie because, you know, all celebrities sign everything with Sharpies, right? You know, they sign autographs. They carry mm-hmm. a Sharpie around to sign autographs. But if you ever notice, whenever you see him signing anything, it's with a Sharpie. You know. Yeah. So we get our president signing. Well, if he's signing an executive order, yes, that's it's usually a sharpie because it's got to be fairly big. And then he holds it up. He's the first president I ever saw that held up. Look at what I signed. I signed the No More Mexicans bill. No, he does that with everything. Most presidents only do it with like. No, I know. They don't do it with any of it. They sign it and then they just close it. Yeah, you know, when it's like the the, hey, women have rights to act, they sign it and then they close it. No, and I've seen a, a I've seen a couple crazy. pictures of like Bush and Obama holding up like executive Bush. orders if that it, they signed. It, no, I, it's not an executive order they're holding up. They're holding up when they sign like when when Obama signed the health care for you know. Yeah. That's yes, when they're signing, up, they're signing it into law. Yes. Right. But and they and yeah. they, usually yeah, it's a pin and they give the pins away. Yeah. But these are markers. Here you go. Here you go, little Johnny. <laughs> That's how I uh, didn't didn't uh, Tony Stark have those pens? Yeah, he had was the that presidential the pens. He pens. Gave Steve? Yeah. yeah, were those his or his dad's? I can't remember. I think those were his dad's. Oh, yeah, they were his dad. So like, JFK was like, "Oh, I saw in the uh, let's not blow up planes." Here you go, Howard. Bring those home <laughs> to your kid. <laughs> and what does he do? Blow up queens. <laughs> and then I'm going to blow up everything. Hey, so uh, after we let's get talk, Snake Eyes, we're getting a new G.I. Okay. Joe film. Now let's just talk politics for the whole hour. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm sure that's going to go. Well, <laughs> you know the world's going to hell anyway, so you might as well start hearing it from us. <laughs> a new, a new G.I. Joe movie means the world's going to hell? Boy, you have a... I thought my, my pessimistic look outlook was bad. Yeah, it's going to be a full political film. So, uh, it's got to be Snake better than Eyes, the other two we got. Snake Eyes is still <laughs> slated to come out October 23rd. 2021. <laughs> it just says October yeah. 23rd now. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like it's gonna be. They, on, they just on, erase on, the years now. Yeah. <laughs> There's. They say yeah, it's gonna be October twenty third. What year? Yeah. We'll, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it when we discuss AMC. But yes. Well, here. But yeah, here, I, here. I, I I didn't read the story, so I don't know what the thing was. But I know they had. Remember, I think we talked about this early last year that there was a casting call for another GI Joe movie. There, there's a ca- yes, there was a GI Joe. Remember that? that was and for... it was, the characters were for. It was like characters that we were shocked to be in a movie. It was like Keel Hall and Airtight or something. Yes. Like not the name kind of characters that were in the first two films, which are now, you know, thrown into a vault and never to be spoken of again. Um, so I, I did they, what did they say? What did they say the movie was? I, like I said, I didn't read the story. I saw you shared it either late last night or early this morning. And I was like, okay, so, but I didn't click on it. There were the movie where we are, you're just talking about with the casting is called ever vigilant. That's supposed to come out. That's supposed to, that was supposed to have already gone into, shooting now with release of early 2021 but corona killed that um what i what we're talking about now is that they just announced a sequel to retaliation and snake eyes snake eyes takes place in the retaliation universe yes sounds like it that's terrible that's terrible. Terrible. I'll do it. You don't have to do it. <laughs> I was uh, getting ready to hit the damn button, but I had to go to that screen. Nope. Don't don't hit the button. We don't need the button. And you give me but, a, you gave me crap for not pushing the buttons at the right time. Yeah, let's 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 do a buttonless let's show. Let's see what happens. Let's see if we can do that. We can talk over each other the whole time anyway. It's gonna be harder to talk over all the Okay, so buttons. Um the second installment. So the movie landed does on... not have the so this the so Snake Eyes is set in the universe that we all already hate, that they burned to the ground with the second film. Like, remember everything that happened in the first film? <laughs> Throw that all out. All right, hang on a minute. Here's the let, second let me... film. This is the article that came from... Uh, from... I guess it's his tank. Uh, it says, as we reported, Hasbro CEO Brian Goldner mentioned that 21 films are in development for various company properties... And one of them was confirmed yesterday was an animated movie for trans for the Transformers franchise. The second installment land landed on Labor Day as a sequel, Retaliation Snake Eyes. And they, these are in question marks to the GI Joe franchise. This unnamed live action movie will be written by Joe Shrapnel and his partner Amy Wanda <coughs> Waterhouse. His name is not Shrapnel, is it? S H R A P N E L. So the Shrapnel. writer of the G.I. Joe film. It, it sounds like shrapnel. <laughs> I'm sure he probably doesn't pronounce it shrapnel, but that I, that should that should uh, that should be shrapnel. Yeah. Um, Gives you a take on how this film is going. I don't know. Hasbro's a mess. The movie is said is said to be an expansion of to Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. In a rebooted universe, apart from the rise of Cobra and Retaliation. Okay. So okay, so it is a new film. Yes, it's just that that where they have the second installment landed on Labor Day, or or sorry, second announcement landed on Labor Day go. as a s- sequel. Okay, so you have you have your glasses on too. My God, I know. See, I'm not the only drunk one here. 
So ever vigilant. I never said you were the only one. <laughs> so this is different so because ever, ever vigilant was supposed to be written by Joseph, jo, uh, Josh Applebaum and Aaron Berg. Yeah, so it's a mess. They have no idea what's coming. It sounds like that first one got canceled. I think Ever, Ever Vigilant was canceled because Ever Vigilant would probably be the sequel. That's probably what they, they when they were talking about a sequel. That's probably what it was at one point. So they've scrapped that idea and said we're just going to redo. Yeah, the there's really universe. no reason to go back mm-hmm. into if you're going to do a prequel with Snake Eyes, and you're not using Ray Park, then because it's Henry Golding, right? Yes. Who's playing Snake Eyes? Yeah. So make a Snake Eyes movie and then make a GI Joe movie, but don't do what. I was reminded of this as someone on the Modern Joe page that I'm on posted the awe striker from the retaliation toy line. And I forgot that the package said like GI Joe, you know, Ninja, the America's Ninja force or some stupid crap. And it had the Arishkagi symbol on the hood. Mm-hmm. And that the idea in the second film was that roadblock trained with snake eyes to become a ninja. Correct. And the whole movie was all going to be about ninjas. And, of course, that got very changed by the time the movie came out, even though a lot of the packaging still had the storyline from above or from before. You know, like Sergeant Jin Erso. I don't, I don't think she got a rank. She was supposed to. In the original script, she was actually a member of the Rebellion. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully G.I. Joe live action to Electric Boogaloo is not going to be Ninja Force because that just I, – I don't – if you're going to make a ninja movie, make a ninja movie, which they'll do with Snake Eyes, but don't give me a military ninja movie. I, I have a feeling after Retaliation, which was more of a military movie than the first one, sort of. Yeah. Both are debatable. <laughs> and after the fiasco with Transformers, they're going to go more towards their traditional lines. What we know now that Transformers is decided to place itself in the Bumblebee universe and apparently said that 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 will be, that it's not in the Bayverse and that going forward they'll make new films based off of that universe. Right. Because it doesn't make any sense from the Bayverse anyway because like it's good or something or at least it's a lot of fun. Not not a whole lot lot of of explosions. The first 30 seconds uh, of the uh, opening (laughs) sequence of them on on, uh, on Cybertron. Cybertron is better Transformers than you got on four films. Yeah, and where everybody yeah. says that, that that needs to be that film, if I'm Hasbro, that's what I'm saving to do. Like, If I look at Marvel and I say, hey, everybody said Avengers, 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 and all I want is Avengers, and I am for Avengers, and Marvel didn't jump the gun and do the movie that everybody wanted second, Batman versus Superman, um, that they waited. They gave you five films or whatever, and then they gave you the Avengers movie that you were waiting for. And we want Thanos, we want Thanos, we want Thanos. And they're like, no, no, no. Give us a decade, and then we'll give you what you want. And so they do that. If I'm Hasbro, I'd love to see, like, we're going to do Bumblebee, then we're going to do a movie that might be, like, half Earth, a little bit of Cybertron. And then the third or fourth movie is, this is what happens on Cybertron. Yeah. Yeah. Bring the bring the humans to Cybertron. That, that's, that could be the fun that's thing. The yeah, the humans go like, well, what the hell? Yeah, pretty much. So, in terms of G.I. Joe, I mean, Retaliation was on TV last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. Or maybe it was. Were, were we watching it at your place, like, we were, six months ago? Yeah, we were watching it here before God, the world it's went awful. There, There is no sense of time anymore. Yeah. 
I think that was three years ago. For you, maybe. Um, it it's, was awful. It's for, weird when I talk to everybody. people that, that say, I haven't left the house you know, since, uh, since March 6th. I'm like, really? God, I haven't been home. Yeah, my car's getting great gas mileage. I'm getting like two months to the gallon right now. <laughs> yeah, like take a walk, bro. Beth, um, Beth and I haven't stopped. <laughs> um, and we're actually getting kind of worried about that because, you know, especially if it, things start opening up, it's going to get really bad. Uh, but yeah, th- yeah, here's the other weird thing about this article. Hasbro has 21 films in development with various mm-hmm. companies. Or, excuse me, various yeah, company properties. 18 of them are My Little Pony, though. Well, one <laughs> of them, obviously, is a Transformers animated. And I think what they mean is it's not just feature films, you know, in the theater. Because we know that there's a Transformers um, Netflix movie coming out. Well, you remember we talked about um, how, you know, uh, Hasbro's been doing these projects for a little while now. I think we discussed it... Um, on an earlier podcast, because they are doing a, a reboot to the Power Rangers movie, which is one of the projects. So I think this news is kind of not that new. It's just now we're getting more information on the properties that they're actually doing. Well, do you think that they're counting like um, uh, Ghostbusters and you know obviously uh, Power Rangers, but some of these well, they don't own Ghostbusters, huh? They don't own Ghostbusters. No, they just have the rights for the toy line, but I'm wondering if they're yeah. they're considering that part of the No, this sounds like the Hasbro properties that they own because they've you know, they've been jerking off to a Hasbro verse <laughs> since Transformers 4. Right. When they tried to think, okay, that's that's the last Bay movie. Now we can make our movies. And like, no, no, make one more. <laughs> Woo. Well, we didn't yeah. think anything could smell worse than the fourth one, but hold my beer. This is a turd and a half. And then they're like, okay, now we can make our Transformers movies. And then they made Bumblebee. It, I think this is properties that they have. And, and you figure various states of development means there's a Transformers animated. There's probably a Transformers for kids. You've got, two, you've got two G.I. Joe movies that are in production at some state now. They've talked you, about have a li- you, have a, you have a live-action Transformers mover in some sort of state. And then I'm sure you have a My Little Pony cartoon. You have mask somewhere some some corner is some writer going well if i did masks and venom and so that's counted as in production well they also and have I'm up, micro- I'm up to like micronauts 10. and all that that they were talking They've about got micronauts in. and there's probably multiple project projects that are in development that they would say are in development there's probably four different people working on a my little pony switch uh, uh mm. um oh my god film film no, but let's project, project, whatever. Well, they also mentioned uh, that a long time ago, back when they were talking about Battleship and everything, they jokingly said Hungry Hungry Hippos, but they were actually going to make that into a movie, and Monopoly. Is, isn't there a... Oh, no, that's Mattel. I was going to say, there's a Barbie movie, too, but that's Mattel. That's not <laughs> So we know, we know they're going to put in all those different movies. It'd be interesting. There's a Mr. Potato Head. Oh, let's play school. But no, it's you, not. Well, uh, Mr. Mr. Bradley would be is, interesting. I think Hasbro. I think it is Hasbro. Crazy. He's, there's so much G.I. Joe now. It's just like all of a sudden, G.I. Joe's retaking over my life. Yeah, I <laughs> saw you post that, uh, that. Especially since you found all your figures. Actually, Mr. Since Mr. I put all the head. figures together and made the mistake of finding a modern Joe site. 
that link to a guy who does um, live auctions on Facebook. <laughs> so that was bad. Mr. Potato Head is Play School, which is owned by Hasbro. There it is. That's what it is. So, yeah, I've just been, like, going back into that G.I. Joe thing because I think I'm, I'm so frustrated with Star Wars we'll and stuff that's Star Wars, hard but I, I really want to know why. Um, you know who's really frustrated right now, too, is AMC and Regal with Universal. And people are going, okay, I know that those frustrated. names, but, oh, they are. Yeah, they are. It's a little more than frustrated. <laughs> there's, there's some. <laughs> They're full on mad. <laughs> there's some hatred going on there. There's, look, they, what was it, Trolls? Trolls made $100 million on VOD uh, release, which essentially, I would assume, the only companies that get some part of money from it would be those companies that put it out for the VOD release, like Amazon Prime or, you know, like DirecTV, yeah. whatever, on demand. So AMC and Regal don't get their cut from that movie. And with something being $100 million, could be considered, you know, a successful movie. So obviously they don't get their cut for throwing it or showing it in the theaters, where all these other companies were you know, basically pushing back their releases so they can get a, a theatrical release. And well, now they're like, hey, they're not the giving us any money, so AMC screw AMC and Regal, I think, both have their own streaming service. You know, their on-demand service. And, yeah. of course, no one really knows they exist because they're not going to those where they're, you know, where you see them on Amazon or Apple or, you know, the other ones. So they're not no. getting their normal cut out of that. And exactly. So that's uh, that's where I can see that they're getting upset about. Well, Universal especially also for the came fact that now said, "Look, we don't need. Look, look how much money this movie did without having a theatrical release. We don't need to put. You know, th this may prove that we don't need to prove but films in theaters anymore to to get. But that's million. the thing. Okay, hold on, hold on. The hold situation." Hold on, because all of this is false positive. For first off, AMC Regal is not going to stop carrying Universal films. They can say this now for another three months, before or four months with new films. So by the time we get new films, they'll they'll change their minds and everything will be okay. Because Universal, Sony, whatever, they're not going to release VOD films when people can go to the theater. Yeah, there's the no false way positive of this. The false positive and... of this is none of these numbers are real. You're in an extreme situation, Correct. a situation that changes Correct. in the course of a week, right? So the thing is, things can change slowly. I, I know all of this because of uh, in comic books and retailers is digital. Everyone's waiting for digital to take over. Is digital, blah, blah, blah. and so they've had a lot of fear as to what happens when people couldn't go get comics at their local comic book store and when digital is going to release and stuff like that. The thing is. If two years from now, more people are buying VOD than going to the movies, that's that slow burn as people start to realize that I'd rather do this than go to the movies or whatever. You can't take the numbers in a course in which you physically cannot go into a movie theater and treat that as the real number. So Universal that's going to their executives and saying, hey, look, we made $100 million on a movie and we didn't have to release it and we don't have to give up any of our proceeds to the theaters. And this is real. No, it isn't. Because people are home anyway. 
And when your kids start screaming, Charles, 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 and you want to shut them up, you spend $20 to buy trolls. You watch the hell out of it as much as you can in 24 hours. And then that's the end of it. That's not going to replace spending 10 bucks, 11 bucks, 15 bucks to go to the movie theater and go see it. It may in time. I'm not saying it's not going to. <laughs> but at some point, your the camera's camera just keeps... <laughs> <laughs> at one point, we're looking at it upside down. We're just trying, turning our heads with it. There you go. Um, so well, none of these that, numbers are you, real. Do you think that if... Uh, Black Widow would have launched this weekend on demand that it would do $200 million. It would still do well. Yeah. No. Not, not that no, much. No, it's not. That's the thing. I keep saying this, and I know nobody believes me, but, but you're not – a VOD is not going to make as much as a movie in the movie theater because it's still 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever it is. Like, it's not cheap. And I know the perception is, obviously, Rich, for you, buying a film VOD at $20 to watch on your screen for 24 hours is cheaper than taking your wife and your daughter to the movie theater. Just the ticket alone. Mm -hmm. But there is, there's that perception of a movie ticket is $14, but a VOD is 20 And it's hard to get past that psychological thing. That's why so much stuff is nine ninety nine. As soon as you put one more digit in front of it, all of a sudden it becomes a different, a different thing. Um, I think they did a study that looked at, at some sort of product It was listed at $9.99 in one place and $10 at the other, and the $9.99 outsold the $10, like two to one, because well, it's Walmart just something you see it on your eye. Exactly. Because well, they're so like, oh. These VOD so, films are not that much, Chris. I think you're you're raising the price, because uh, on Amazon, was they're like trying, 20 bucks. It's $14.99 on Amazon right now. But when it came out, it was 20 And they... Either way, you know, uh, when you're going up to thirty dollars, uh, that's kind of given a false, a false. But let me uh, let me ask you this: Do you think Dis- or, or you think Disney's going to put it. it out for under thirty bucks? If people yeah. are desperate to see Black Widow, oh no, no. just put it out for thirty because uh-huh. they've already. I'm not going to watch it. There's already been studies that showed that if they put out a movie like that, that even up to forty bucks, because that would be the price yeah. of a, of two people going to the theater, people would still get it. The reason that Disney did not release Black Widow as VOD is that they know they would lose money. Right. And in a picture like that, that costs a lot of money, you've got to release it that way. And the other thing is to try and, and for a picture like that, Trolls is a little bit easier because there's probably not a lot of back-end ownership stuff. If I'm, if I'm Scarlett Johansson and they release Black Widow as VOD, I'm suing Disney. Because let's say it makes $200 million. Well, then my thought is, they probably would have made $400 million if they released it in the theater. The theater's always going to make more money in this era for, for the moment. It, it may change years from now as we continue to get screens that are half the size of our house. And the experience in movie theaters become worse because so many people there you know, just go to have a conversation and talk about how great Billy's butt looks. And they want to answer their phones. And they got to look down at their phone every 10 seconds to see if there's another text message. But movie theaters are still making money. They're still selling tickets. Every time you have those, those, those people that say, like, well, no, movie theaters are dying. You can see. Nobody goes to the movie theater anymore. And then next year, they're like, more people went to the movies last year than they did the year before. See, box now, there, the, the, number, the number of films that are released is less in terms of that. But we're seeing more and more films that have multiple ticket buyers, people who go mm-hmm. multiple times. 
like something like Guardians of the Galaxy that Rich saw 132 times in the theater. Like he bought one theater by himself and he sat in every seat while he was watching the movie. He just kept moving and sitting in his seat. When well, that as that's boring, happening, you had to see it multiple times, so you'd have to go back every time. I bought out a theater for a week and just went and sat in a different seat every time. Yeah. Well, no, well, he bought have, the theater for the week. week. He bought it for the week and then sat in the same middle seat so that he can get a good view of the screen, but just stayed there for a week. That'd be interesting. Have seen, I wonder if you could live in a theater for a week just to see Guardians of the Galaxy every day. No, I'm sure AMC will rent you out a theater for that long. When was the last time you saw want. that movie? When was the last uh, time you actually sat down and watched that movie? I just watched it the other day. I'm not That's talking a... to you. Uh, you're watching a bunch of shit now. You're turning like rich. Like you started eating your free time. Two weeks ago? Really? Wow. I'm surprised by that. That movie still holds that in. I mean, not like in the background, but actually sit down and I'm going to watch it from start to finish. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Because huh. two was on and it was on TBS or something. And I caught it at the end, so I turned it on and watched both of them. Hmm. At the same time, did you see the person who That'd did that with all with all the Star Wars movies? And every the internet broke for like a day over it. Oh my God! Somebody did all nine movies at one time. It's so cool. And then you realize, the worst, oh, all nine of these suck. I hate all of them. Worst Star Wars is stupid. Oh God, that would be the worst thing ever. Is to try to watch all of them at one time. It would be interesting to see the beats. Like, what was the guy that did, like, Transformers and Transformers 2 and realized it's, like, the same film or something like that? Oh, tra- the, yeah. he did the first, like, three Transformers. Yeah, and was that, like, one, there's, like, a shot that's the same in one and three at the same moment? Yeah, the, the, opening, yeah. the openings of them are exact. you know, the, the credits hit exactly at the same time, the way the action, everything is, you know, right on, the, yeah. right on cue. And then there is one out scene that he's used it- in two of the movies. Yeah, he uses the the sound wave one, I think, in two of the movies. But I think that's in four, if I remember right. Yeah, I think it is in four. Because that was the 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 honest trailer was like, we can reuse the same joke if Michael Bay can reuse the same the same footage yeah. in a major motion picture. That was hilarious. Well, so, and he also yeah, used the the same uh, shot, I guess the with the that's what it is fighter jets coming in, right? Oh, yeah. he uses that all the time. I watched The Rock yeah. yesterday and realized, oh, I remember when Michael, remember when Michael Bay was good. Um, was he ever really good terms, or was it just new and different at that time? Um, it's good because it was different. Like, when you got that film, when you got The Rock, it was just started where action films were not, like, super campy and stupid. Not that The Rock's, like, a super serious, uh, and I'm talking about the movie, not The Rock. Um, it's not a super serious, well, you know, Rock super action film. But it wasn't. Yeah, but it, it wasn't super campy, wasn't set out to be humorous in the action. It was humorous in the dialogue. And it was and before you like got that. aware that Nicolas Cage was Nicolas Cage. Why am I not in that movie? Um, does it, yeah, because I think The Rock was before Face Off, if I remember right. It Maybe was. it wasn't. Maybe it was after. Mm. It was. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that movie. That movie's awesome. But yes, if, if you were to watch mm. that movie now, if you'd. If you would watch all of Michael Bay's Transformers movies and Deep Impact or whatever, whatever that one was, or Asteroids, the Aerosmith one, whatever the fuck that was. Armageddon? Um, Armageddon, there we go. Um, if you watch those and you go backwards, then I don't think that movie has any... You're watching that going, oh, man, this is terrible. This is just a Michael Bay film. Yes, but if you watched it at the time, 
was like this one, and then you get into the craziness of uh, Con Air and everything. Anyway, um, yeah. Oh, oh, AMC, AMC Regal, AMC Regal will carry those films <laughs> when we get films again. It's just, cool. it's just posturing right now to make a point. It's total. And it's posturing. not, it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to mean anything. It's, it's, it's the same thing as, um, you know, what ended up being. Although I, I really do believe they, they had the intention when they did it. It's James Gunn on, on Guardians of the Galaxy three. We made, we got really mad. We fired him. We're never going to hire him again. And then a year later, they're like, hey, by the way, we hired James Gunn to do various songs with It's the same thing here. Well, the if funny I, I thing mean, is here. If, as long uh, as it, we'd love to see what happens. What if Disney does it? Do you think, do you think AMC Regal's like, oh, we're not going to carry Disney films anymore? Well, guess what? You don't have a theater. Because you have nothing to show. You're going to show, like, old Star Trek movies or something. Um, well, the I, thing I, here there's, is, no, there's no way this has a long-term effect. Looking at the uh, announcements that these theaters made, I think Regal is more the ones trying to posture or, or something like that because AMC was just saying we're like deeply hurt or whatever and so we decided not to do it. Whereas Regal went out all the way to the point where in these troubling times they decided to take money out of our business and, and they're just taking advantage of the situation to show this directly to you at home or something like that. Yeah, and I think so I, I said when like... we did that when we did that thread or whatever, I said they're not taking advantage of anything. Right. It's the fact that they put a movie out with, you know, it's we talked about it with with um, Jesus Christ, with does he not Disney ever work? And Marvel and whatever is that you're looking at films may not open in the fall, so as you yeah. keep pushing stuff back, there's going to be a point where you have too many films, and you know Marvel's going to try it at one point. Like, what what happens if we release a Marvel film every week? Fifty two Marvel films in one year. Let's see what happens. Um, Holy crap. <laughs> they're not going to do that but you are you're going to have companies that are getting getting crunched getting getting into that like where are we going to release this when we still have more films we have to make and release mm -hmm. and so you're going to see stuff like trolls i think something that's kind of like in the middle that's going to make a decent amount of money kids films again it's like you're not doing vod for you know uh, dramas it's like Art artemis fowl Artemis Fowl was a movie that Disney was going to release within the next few weeks that would probably have done maybe $100 million. You know, it, it probably would have just right. made, made back its budget. It would have followed. Yeah, it's based, off, it's based off of a existing concept, right? So, yeah, it's based off so of a, a book or something. Book. Yeah. And it would have probably just made back its money. But so instead of taking that chance and spending all that money on the marketing and everything, they can cut their losses or not even cut their losses. They can just release it on Disney plus and make, you know, and put it out there as a, as new product for that, which will probably get, it'll probably get seen more by doing that than if they were to put it in the theater. Right. Seeing is a different thing. The, the, the streaming service, that's why the guys are like, they're going to put black widow on Disney plus right away. No, they're not. That, that doesn't get you any money because I mm -hmm. trust me. It's, you've probably, uh, you know, the number of subscribers you have is the number of subscribers you're going to have. Yeah, like, there is like a game-changing, yeah, there's not a game-changing thing that's going to cause now, another 10 million people to sign up. When you when uh, you take the movie and you, it, after you've put it through the theater and you cut the time between the DVD or the Blu-ray release yes. and the time going to streaming, that's fine because most people aren't nowadays aren't going to go to pick up a blu-ray or something unless it, you know i mean you might pick up a marvel one 
because you've already had most of the collection or Star Wars or something like that. But most of these mm-hmm. DVDs or Blu-rays are going to go un- unpurchased because people are going to go to the streaming ster- service instead. I think when you have, again, mid-range stuff, because if you're going to buy Star Wars, you're going to buy Star Wars. Right. If you're going to buy Rise of Skywalker, you're going to buy Rise of Skywalker. And it being on Disney Plus a week later, two weeks later, three weeks later, it doesn't make any difference. Correct. But if you right. have something in the middle that if you kind of walk by that movie at Target and go, oh, yeah, I wanted to see that, and I didn't, and it's 15 bucks, okay, maybe I'll pick that up. That's the type of film that I think is going to – they're still going to wait to put on streaming because you might be able to goose a little sales out of people that it's like, I wanted to see that, but I didn't. It was in a crowded market. It was released at a long time, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, streaming doesn't do anything for you. VOD, you mentioned marketing. You really think about that. It's the easiest way to market because if you're already in that, you know, you're already on Amazon Prime, you're already on whatever other VOD service, you don't really have to spend a lot of money to market it. You just have to hope, you know, when they turn on the screen, oh, look, Trolls is on. Oh, Trolls is there. Isn't that the one that was just supposed to come out? Oh, let's do that. Click and then grab that. Yeah. So it does, it does save you money in marketing, too. I'm, I'm sure this movie was actually more profitable on VOD for them, not just because of the the, the eliminating the, the theater cut mm-hmm. in terms of profits, but also the fact that you not, you probably didn't spend as much time marketing it. Yeah, you know, this was yeah. the type of movie that I saw a couple billboards in town early on, but they're only right there at Universal. Yeah. And, you know, you saw – it takes what – you know, you make one cut of, of your trailer and then you attach, you know, on demand or coming to on demand or something. And yeah, then, it's just on you know, via, on demand now. Yeah. Available from your favorite <laughs> on demand sites. Hey, real quick, back to Nick Cage. You want, sure. um, Face-Off comes after, let's see, the Rock, Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, Con Air, then Face-Off were all 1995 yeah. to 1997. Yes, yeah, he said it was after. Oh, well. that's, where, that's where Nick Cage was like. Here's Nick the weird Cage, thing. Man. Since... Nin- or since 1981, Nicolas Cage has made a movie in every year, mul- and multiple movies in every year, except for one year he didn't make a film. You That's probably it? the year of his divorce, or 1985. Or 1985. Yep. I think he was he was building that pyramid in his backyard to house <laughs> all of his comic books that he sold because he owed money to the IRS or something. So between Dirty and so The Boy in Blue, he didn't do a film. You also got to remember, have we, I don't think he's been in a movie that was released in a theater in the last five years. You see stuff like on Netflix or something like, Nick Cage made a movie about a tiger or something? Like what? A panther? What the hell was that uh-huh. one? Like they were, they were exotic animals? Was that it? <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> this guy has it. an Academy Award for God's sakes. He's in a movie called Pig that's supposed to come that was supposed to come out this year. Why am I not? Well, that unfortunately, early? that's the that's the sad realization when you owe a lot of money and you got to just start doing movies that are crap because you need the paycheck. And then you ask Lee Snipes and just go, "Ah, hell with it. I'm just not going to pay him." Color out. Yeah. So the last movie anyone would have known him for being in would be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Well, that's right. He did the he mm-hmm. did Spider-Man more. Yeah. Yeah. He was Superman in Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember I gotta, that. I, I need to get that movie. But all of his other movies you would <laughs> not write. You know, like Kill Chain, Kill Chain, Primal, <laughs> Grand Island, Jujutsu, Prisoner of Ghostland, Pig, the uh, the, cro- the wow. cr- Crudes, 
Was it the Croods? That was the. Uh, that was the Caveman. Caveman. Yeah. yeah. He, they're doing. Apparently, they're doing a a, se- a sequel to it. I thought they already did a sequel to it. Yeah, there's like a couple animated sequels. Well, it was like animated to... in the first place. Well, I mean, like it was straight to uh, like streaming straight, service, basically. Straight to plane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but there's no way that AMC and Regal are not going to have Fast and Furious in the theater next year. And there's no way that they're not going to have Jurassic World 3. This is just, it's it's a chance to do something knowing that there's no repercussions from it because you're in a time. It also keeps their name out there. It's it keeps just, their name out there to make people still aware that, you know, hey, we're still here. You know, like, let's make some noise to get some publicity. Well, also, like it, it gauges public interest, you know, whose side are they on. Right. It's these kind of things, when, when you get those tone-deaf type people, you sort of wonder, like, why the hell did they say this? It is just to try and see how many people are okay with this. Like, how many mm-hmm. people are, are on our side and how many people are like, no, I want to go back to the theater. Well, yeah. How many you, people are like, no, I want to stay home because I'm sick of bringing my kids out. But see, and that's what you're going to see a lot of people because, you know, theater numbers had started to dwindle other than the big blockbusters because people were going, I'd rather stay at home and watch it on my big 75-inch television. I have this high-def television. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, why would I have to go to the theater? Well, no, but that, that's the thing is for those big films, yes, you want to go to a theater. Like I'm saying, it Theaters don't care. They don't care if you go to see Avengers Endgame. They don't care if you go see, you know, Sophie's Choice. They couldn't care. All they care about is getting you into the theater and selling you popcorn and soda. The movie doesn't mean anything. The ticket doesn't mean crap, especially that first weekend. You owe 90% of that ticket back to the the studio. That's why you see advertisements all the way up till the first weekend, and then it's gone. You get the one on Monday, like, Avengers Endgame is the number one movie in the world. Who would have thunk it, huh? And then you never see an ad again because it doesn't matter after that because they owe mm-hmm. less money. So the number of tickets sold has increased every single year in the last, like, five years. Obviously, this year, not going to happen. Um, see, I think Disney should have done uh, – should have just taken New Mutants and put that on demand. I think they should have taken New Mutants and just thrown it in the trash. Um, I saw the picture of the villain from it, and I was like, oh, that is kind of scary. But I still don't think anyone really cares. These hardcore people that are like, I can't wait for this movie. It's going to be so good. I'm so attached to it. And it's going to be a gigantic piece of crap. And they're still going to be like, no, no, it really, it was good. I waited four years for this film. It has to be good, right? It's not allowed to not be good. It's good. It's, it's good, right? It's good. No, it's not. Aw, come on. So Disney mm-hmm. Plus is starting to release uh, some of their new shows. We got Prop Culture this weekend, which mm-hmm. is going into their Disney vaults. Uh, you have a guy who is a prop hunter who looks like he has been living in his mom's basement. He's your typical, you know, film nerd. Um, Goes around and gets to scour the world for Disney props that are missing. And take, you know, I think the show... Well, he owns a lot of props, too. Starting out with Mary Poppins was amazing. Mm -hmm. And it made everybody immediately go... I want to go to Disneyland again. I miss Disneyland. Yeah, well, especially when they showed the carousel. How, how technically advanced Mary Poppins was for its time, oh, and how well definitely. it still looks now. Um, I was surprised that they dropped the whole thing at once. No, because um, they haven't done that yet with a lot of their series. They don't do that. 
they didn't do it with Imagineering Story, and obviously they didn't do it with The Mandalorian. They didn't do it with High School Musical, the series of musicals that's a musical or whatever. So that's what I was, when you guys said it was on, and I was like, oh, I flipped to it. I was like, wait, these are all here? Great. Now I got to watch all these like in a weekend before everybody spoils it. Thanks, Disney. I only watched the first two. I didn't even watch the Nightmare Before Christmas one yet. Oh, that was mm-hmm. good. That one was really good, and so is the Pirates one. Well, I figured you'd like the Pirates one. Oh, I love the Pirates one. I can listen to that guy behind us on Pirates of the Caribbean that wouldn't shut up about the chest. This chest is just like the chest in the movie. Some people say it's one of the props from it, but I don't think it is. But it is she's not going to sleep with you. You're gay. Like, stop. Just the worst Pirates ride ever. I, oh, I, so I, 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 knew, I, I knew that one was the one from the movie. They'd said it years ago when they first put it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, that's that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the guy who would shut up yes. about the whole ride. Um, it's weird though. Is Jack Sparrow's first sword is the one? Don't I've... tell me. I'm going to watch it. Like this is this is what I'm talking about. I will get to it. <laughs> so that's what I want to talk about. It. All I know is, is... I know I, I didn't I didn't spend all night watching TV last night. I'm sorry. I watched two two episodes of The Mandalorian, and then two episodes of Prop Culture, and then I tried to go to bed. We've been spending a lot of time playing uh, uh, Animal Crossing. You and everybody else. Yeah, no, not me. <laughs> You'd like not the me because you get a museum where you get to find fossils and you get uh, dinosaur skeletons. Yeah, but it's one of those games that's based off of everybody else doing stuff for you, right? No. You gotta have your your island code, and people come to your island, and people do whatever. Uh, the only reason we did that was just so we could get all of the fruit trees, and then we we pretty yeah. much stopped because it's annoying how it every happened. every game that relies on other people to do all the stuff that you have to do is not a game for me because I don't have enough friends that ever play those games for very long. Yeah, I used to have I used to have a Facebook farm. I used to have a Facebook zoo. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do anything because. I don't have enough people to help me get the ocelot. So what so did you think of the sucked. first two episodes that you watched of uh, Pop, Cult- Pop Culture? The Tron one was fascinating. Yeah. It is interesting because it always brings up that thing of private collection stuff too. Like when I went to the – when they had the Disneyland auction uh, of the stuff from, from the, the, the park that they had the setup for in Van Nuys and you could go through and then they auctioned the stuff off. And – you know, watching the auction live, you knew this is as the guy says in it. Like, this is stuff you're never going to see again. Right. It mm-hmm. goes into someone's private collection. It's on his wall, and he gets to jerk off to it when someone comes in. He's like, hey, I have this is this is uh what's this is the dude's highlight ball from from Tron. Isn't that great? Awesome. That doesn't mean anything in your collection. Um, so that stuff is always it's it it's always weird. Museum. And again, being like I said, it should be in a museum. It's the same thing with fossils. There's important fossils that are in people's private collections that really help science and the type. But fossils is even worse because sometimes you have really important information that's hiding in somebody's attic. You know, just because he bought it and he displayed it for a month, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to put another painting up there or something." Like a um, dinosaur. But they're really Didn't well we... done. It's it's a good thing. It isn't just you know, here's the prop and I found it. Here's another prop and I found it. They go to the people that are that are are attached to these you know for mary poppins they they brought the they brought the work to the designer they brought some of the clothing to the daughter and like the first time that they've seen this but even in this case like the daughter has the hat 
Yeah. And as you're watching it, you're going, when is she going to tell him that she's going to donate the hat to the archives? And then the same thing with the archives. These are the archives. No one's allowed in here. But then the, why does it exist? But the jacket wasn't well, why even... Why does this exist? The jacket wasn't even from the archives. That was from a friend of his private collection. Yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah. so the, even the archives, when they go through it, what's the point of having this if you're not going to do something with it? In terms of the Disneyland, said... uh, the, the Disneyland auction, one of the guys who bought the bulk of the pieces is attempting to open a Disneyland museum in Central California, like just south of Sacramento. And the mm -hmm. funny thing with it was he bought three of the four Haunted Mansion paintings. The fourth one, they didn't sell it as a set because they're stupid. And so now it was something of the story afterward was the guy who bought the fourth one is now trying to sell it to this guy for way more than he paid for it in order to keep the set. And yeah. he wanted this stuff because it was just most of the stuff there was a private collection. It was a guy who had all this stuff in his backyard. And it was things like an old monorail card. It, he had one of the original sea serpents from uh, um, the, the submarine ride. Uh, oh, he had the submarine sign. He had the sign for the submarine voyage. That was great. That thing was awesome. You went by like, this is huge. Um, but for the stuff that's here, in terms of the show, it was really good. The Tron one was fascinating because, you know, when you meet the guys who, who helped design the computer work for it, and you realize how groundbreaking that was. Um, and then to go back and find the director of it, who's like a, a hippie living in the middle of nowhere with a yurt. Well, like, oh, yeah, I have, I, I have the original script sitting in an outdoor yurt. Thanks, bud. Yeah, I know. That's the funny thing is that I, when I was watching that, and you see the first part of the episode, and you see how disengaged he was until they're like, let's see what you have. And he goes yeah. back and reminisces about everything. And then he's like, I loved this movie. But before that, because it like technically bombed, he just kind of seen it as a failure of his. Yeah, I think he was also high as career. a kite. Yeah, you have to look, go back. Yeah, and also, go I back also and... think he's disengaged because he's high as a kite in the beginning. I yeah, mean, but you if, you, if you look something. at him, if you look at his career, he only directed eight movies, and after Tron, yeah. they're pretty much you know nothing. He gets credit mm -hmm. for, for being the creator of Tron for any Tron movie or show or anything to do with Tron after that. But he, he it, it destroyed his career. So no wonder he is so yeah. disengaged with it. And that's what, you know, now that there's been such a cult following and that it's come back and, you know, they're even talking doing Tron 3 with Jared Leto and they're doing all this stuff. You know, he it's has... Jared Leto in Tron 3. Well, I mean, that, that to me was why it was so funny. It was just like, he's so disengaged. And then when he looks back at it, you can tell how much he loved this project. Yeah, because it was the last just, time it's he really was sad. successful. He, it's really look, sad to see that. Not like he's hurting. I mean, his house is gorgeous, and he has a backyard big enough for a full-size yurt, so I'm sure he's fine. Um, was, uh, the, the brilliant thing to me was Bruce Boxleitner, too. Yes, it was. You know, to be able to see those pieces. And you know, was like, Bruce Boxleitner looks really good. Well, remember, he was, I in, work, I want, he was in Tron no, Uprising. I know, he was in, I know. He was in Tron Uprising. He's in Tron Legacy, too, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, so ah, Tron Legacy, one of the few films that I saw twice on its day of release. <laughs> I love that movie so much, and everyone's a little stupid. I'm like, did you watch the same movie I did? That movie's tons of fun. I think most, people, looks have, cool. most people have a problem incredible. With, uh, with Jeff Bridges uh, looking younger. Or it's, the, uh, it's in a digital world. Of course it's digital. Who cares? Yeah. 
So like for the one time that you can actually forgive it and be just like, you're in a computer. Of course, it's not going to look totally perfect or whatever. Shut up. When they start showing that just black they... hole stuff in the uh, archive, I was like, oh, my God, I want a black hole. one. I want him to do the black hole. one. because <laughs> that, yeah. that's got a lot of physical Crap, props. yeah. And miniatures. <laughs> terrible. Well, then I start thinking. It's. I think it's. It's fun to show. It's got to be fun to show these. These. This show. Uh, this series to the younger generation. It's like, what? What do you mean they use like physical stuff? What is a matte painting? I had to explain a matte painting to someone at work once, like a year ago. I had no idea what a matte painting was. And I was like, it's a painting that gives you the background and everything. Why? Why didn't you just do it digitally? I'm like, in 19, because it was um. The Emperor's arrival on the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi. The yeah. long shot mm-hmm. is a matte painting. Is like, why did you just do it digital? I'm like it's 1983. You can't do that digitally, you idiot. You have to have somebody <laughs> paint it. Yeah. And those pieces are there. The, the Mary Poppins one was gorgeous, and the way oh, that yeah. they they you know cut out the pieces so that you could get uh, movement, light going through it. Oh, it was so good. Oh, yeah. I was surprised yeah. was there was only one matte painting for Tron. Well, yeah, because everything else was shot against a, a blackout screen, so yeah. that they could just fill in the lines or whatever. But it was fascinating to hear how they did the how they actually did the shots where they were able to, to you know, they they blocked out the co- the the uh, images That's down what, to yeah. the eyes and stuff to be able to change the resolution. Like a, color. It's the first time we've ever done this in a movie, and it's the last time it's ever been yeah, done in a movie said, because it's, it's such it's, a huge process. It's the first time we made a movie this way, and it was the last time you made a movie this way. And I think that more than anything was Tron's failure. It was it was done mm-hmm. so well, and it had to make so much money in order to be yeah. worth it. You know, right. something like Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas had to be really successful because stop motion blows. It mm-hmm. takes so long to do. Well, you know, especially stop the motion. normal production process of doing the, the, the design and the characters and everything that you need to do. And then to physically shoot it, where to do a minute of screen time takes you like 65 days, for God's sakes. Like, it's just ridiculous. Especially and doing it with a moving camera, too, because all those shots are yeah. moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's insane. Yeah. So no, it was it was good. So uh, and then we get the <laughs> making of Mandalorian on Monday. Yep. Tomorrow. And we get the final of uh, we get the finale of Clone Wars season that everybody hated until three weeks ago. So yeah, I, I'm almost glad they did it the way they did because the way that this is ending is just so spectacular that if you would have done this for twelve episodes. You know what you have now in these final four, it wouldn't be as dramatic, and we, people would be oh, so burned out. I don't think you would have done it for twelve. Uh, that was the thing is to to say that we knew it was going to be a season, but even we talked about it. Like I think they're just going to do like five six episodes. You know when they first announced it, if it's just going to be Ahsoka and the Siege of Mandalore, I didn't expect it. If that was going to be the story, I didn't expect it to be twelve episodes. Right. I expected it to be like five or six. Kind of set up where they're going and get there. You get to see Anakin and Obi Wan for a minute, and then we go into the moments around Episode Three. Um, but yes, I mean doing it this way was was good, you know, obviously, and, and they timed it right to be able to have it right around May Fourth. But it, it is <laughs> everyone that I know that I've come in contact with after I put uh, what was it, Episode Eight or Episode Nine, where I said this episode makes the other eight episodes completely worthless. 
it sort of invalidates the season because this is all what everybody wanted anyway. Because you were so right. You were so right. Look, again, if they had released this five and a half years ago or whenever Clone Wars went off the air, seven years ago, whatever it was, um, if this was the regular season, if you take the Netflix episodes and these episodes and throw in the Asajj and Quinlan Voss episodes that never got produced, they were turned into the Dark Disciple book, then you would have loved the season and gotten to this and be like, oh, this is amazing. But I think also you don't have being able to do them now. There, there's a negative and a positive to it. The positive is you've had the chance to refine it. You've had some pieces that you've taken from other, um, you know, from other media that you've thrown in there, other Star Wars media, those kind of little nods and pieces. The negative is we know Maul survives and we know Ahsoka survives. So some of the drama of these final pieces and we know Rex survives, is taken away from you. You know, one of the things that I always felt really exciting about Rebels is I don't know what happens to these characters. They could all die. They could all live. Right. So when we get to the end of Rebels, it's a surprise as to which character is. Rogue One was the same way. Cassian Andor could have easily lived through Rogue One if he had gotten off the planet and none of us would have batted an eye. So for the end, it's like, well, then why wasn't he on Yavin? Well, why wasn't Hera still on Yavin? You know, why wasn't Radis on Yavin? Because he's dead. Like... <laughs> It's just, uh, why wasn't he on Hoth but when no, the whole it, army was together? You know, why is Director, Director Krennic can't survive because he has to be on the Death Star? No, he doesn't. Like it, the the yeah, exactly the Hoth thing and, and and all that type of stuff. So having that certainty given to you, having the uncertainty of Ahsoka Rex and and Maul's fate taken away from you before you see Rebels, is a bit of a negative. I don't think it. You know it. it doesn't mean it's going to be the worst thing in the world it doesn't take away how beautiful and gorgeous and amazing and dramatic this is which is a testament to how good it is i know where, where the end of this is going to be i know who survives and who doesn't and i'm still glued to my screen watching how incredible this this is playing out well spoilers and for I this i pointed it out and i put it when when we see the the scene from episode three with with uh mace talking to Yoda and uh, and, yeah. the other, and the other masters, you know, which is directly from the movie Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. The whole time you're waiting, it's coming. It's coming. Well, that was from the moment Order that they from the moment they put Maul into the chamber. Oh, totally. Which please give me a chamber, Hasbro, for God's sakes. That was so gorgeous. No, the yeah. artwork on the front of that chamber was amazing. But the music and the tension that you had and the uh -huh. fact that there's very little dialogue to the point when, she, when he is taken onto the ship, he's put in the detention center, Ahsoka walks to the bridge, Rex walks behind her, and then there's the, then there's the dialogue. And you have her go into the room. Well, even how, even how everybody was saluting her and how the, the, the yeah. pit crew no, was looking up. Beautifully done, and it is that dichotomy that you also get in episode three of Obi-Wan leading the clones through Utapau, and we're going to get those damn droids and General Grievous. And I got General Grievous, Cody. Cool. Here's your What's lightsaber. That? Awesome. <laughs> All right, let's kill him. Um, it does bring up, and again, spoilers if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, which you, you need to, go see it. I have one question with it, and it is the fact that Rex refers to Lord Sidious. And by that name. blew my head by name. He says, execute order 66. And he says, yes, Lord Sidious. He doesn't know that the emperor 
what would be the emperor that palpatine is lord sidious no or does he like what does that mean because cody doesn't in fact i don't think cody just says yes sir doesn't he or does he even say a word i thought he said emperor i think he's a or it's I'm, not emperor I'm just saying from either. the movie but the that's what i'm saying in the movie i don't i don't remember if cody he says anything. something like it will be done or something like that. Yeah, he says something like "Yes, sir," and then turns to the the cannon and says "Blast it!" Mm-hmm. Because you don't see any of the others. All the other ones, I think you see the hologram one more time, but there's no there's no dialogue as the other Jedi all get killed. So yeah, that was the one thing. Now I'm like, wait a minute, what does that mean? I still hate the chip. I really hate the chip, but it's there and it was done well enough. I will. <laughs> The scene that I have the well, the yeah. weirdest response to is when Rex is on the machine, when he's been knocked out, and Ahsoka's trying to look for the chip. So he's on a machine that looks like an MRI machine. I he's know. about to go into the I tube. Know. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Because let me get the whole story out before you all interrupt and talk over me, because it means something to me. So when she gets up on, on the table, puts her hands next to his head, and, and starts uh, cheer its chant, I'm one with the force and the force with me. I'm one with the force and the force with me. I nearly fell out of my chair because two years ago when uh, I had to have my MRI for my neck, I'd been in an MRI three times total, two times before this, and I hate it. I, it drives me crazy. I want to scream like that. As I'm put into the tube the second time, first time I go in the tube, I freaked out and had to come out. He puts me in the tube again. I've closed my eyes, and to keep me from thinking about it or whatever, I started chanting, I'm one with the force, the force with me, I'm one with the force, you know, kind of under my breath. And so when I saw that, as he's about to go into an MRI, I like, wait a minute. Oh my God, that's like my life. What the hell? (laughs) She's doing the same thing. Here, calm down, Rex. Just do this. Just do this chant. It'll be fine. It was hilarious to me. And it was really like, what? Like, I did that. That's exactly what I did two years ago before I had neck surgery when I had to go into the MRI. But here's the weird thing. That MRI thing that they had? didn't do anything he didn't go all the way in because no. the fx7 droid was uh the one that did the scan so that just you know he just laid there in front of the thing uh yeah it just didn't look like the right thing here so i have the, like... i have the uh, order 66. oh that's loud And you can't hear it. Commander, contact your troops. Tell them to move to the higher levels. Very good, sir. Oh, by the way, I think you'll be needing this. Thank you, Cody. Now let's get a move on. We've got a battle to win here. Ah! Yes, sir. <laughs> My lord makes uh, interesting. Yeah, because he's not a lord; he's a chancellor. Correct. He could. You could argue that lord makes sense for the chancellor, but lord is very specific, and the way that he addresses him—that the time has come. Do the clones know what the war? That doesn't make any sense. I know because he, well, here's the thing: we know that we know that Jango Fett knows that Darth Tyrannus hired him. We know that 
the Caminos know that Tyrannus was involved in getting the getting them the bounty hunter. So, do they know that the Sith are there? But they, because well, they don't call them the Sith because they're not listed as a Darth. Well, I, just, I mean, I'm using that as a as a you know. Yeah, but they 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 refer to him as Lord Tyrannus. The the army no, is ordered. Uh, the or, the army. Says hold on, Darth hold on, Darth Tyr- Tyrannus. No, he said. No, I'm sorry. He no, does say he just yeah, says a man, a man named Tyrannus. Exactly. He never refers to him as Lord or Darth. And then the Caminos are hired, are, are given the order from Sifo-Dyas, who's pretending to be on the Jedi Council, even though he's already off the Council and his death has been faked. So, so does the, oh, that, oh, that's a lot of questions now. Because and, the clones, the clones, you know, obviously Rex says, if, if the clones don't exist, if the war doesn't exist. But are they known that they're, cre- that they're fighting a false war? From start to finish, do they know the whole time that none of this matters? Because if they did, like, there's no reason. Because hindsight being twenty twenty, there's no reason to wait until that point. I mean, I guess it is waiting for the Jedi to actually does attack the, the Chancellor. Ch- does the chi- <clears throat> excuse me? Does the chip reveal who they are? That's my question. That was the thing. And he froze. Right no, on the still here. Oh, you are. That was we your lost question? you, Chris. We lost you for half a second. Um, you said my question my immediately. Question. Yeah, that was my question last night. Was immediately is, does the chip, like, download the information that the chancellor is actually, his name is Darth Sidious. I mean, I don't know if they, the way they described in the canon stuff is that not most people in the empire have no idea that he's a Sith Lord. Right. They just he's he's just Emperor Palpatine. And he's the head of the government. So calling him oof, the commanders know maybe. Maybe the commanders are chipped is because he refers to the commander by name. Well, it, Which they, would... again, how many of those did he record? <laughs> is he sitting there like, Commander Cody, the time is now. Execute Order 66. Okay, cut. All right, so the next one, a little more feeling. This one is, uh, hold on, let me read Commander Wolf. All right, go. Commander Wolf. Execute Order 66 and well, kill the Jedi. All how right, many cut. Did, how now many we've got Commander... <laughs> Thousands. I mean, they're running a war all over the galaxy. Like, what Commander... Well, it seems like he's calling them all separately. It's not... That's what I mean. Like, it should have been... A... They're probably pre-recorded. My guess is they're pre-recorded and put into their... Into their communiques. Again, we're overthinking Star Way Wars. Way overthinking Again. It. Yeah. yeah, the idea that he hits a button and it's just like all the commanders get the message that's already in their risk, you know, risk communication communicators. That is well, Commander Cody, Commander Wolf, Commander Gree, Commander whatever. Does Commander Commander Gree doesn't doesn't acknowledge it? Isn't it the shot is just the the end of a hologram? You and see then the he hologram turns to kill go Yoda. away. Yoda has the feeling. Yeah. Yoda starts hearing this. Yeah, he feels the people dying. I think he's the one that says it will be, it will be done. Then, one of them says it will be done. I don't think done. he even says it. I don't know if Bree um, says it. But what about um, when Plo Koon gets uh, killed? It goes to the pilot, and mm-hmm. he says it'll be done. Or yes, my lord. Maybe that's the one. I I remember one of them saying it. It will be done. I don't. I don't remember if he says it. Well, I thought the I thought the pilot was the one you just see the hologram and it disappears. Because by then, obviously, it's been established what the hologram's going to tell you. 
Right. Maybe. Well, I can play the whole thing. No, don't play the whole thing. We'll figure it out later. I don't even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about Disney We're talking Plus. about Clone Wars. Well, we were talking about Clone Wars. I think we were talking about Disney Plus that led into Clone Wars. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we get the making of The Mandalorian tomorrow. Uh, we get the finale mm-hmm. of Clone Wars. We get. Did you all... see the people upset with the making of The Mandalorian on one of the threads? Like, it's only been one season, guys. Relax. We don't need a making of right away. Guys, there's only been one season. I don't think we need a making of. Really? We don't even get – it's not a movie. And I want to be like, it's eight hours. <laughs> For God's sakes, they gave, they're going to give you one special the making of it. Like, Seriously, calm down. you sat on the live stream for Hasbro Friday, and you watched the, the comments. Star Wars fans making negative comments? Are you kidding oh, me? I didn't, oh, I didn't watch the comments. Oh, I turned the comments those off. comments I, were horrendous. I, I, I God, slept they're so over. negative. Yeah, because everybody – whatever it is that you want, this is, this is Star Wars fans. Whatever you want, okay? So, because I, I guessed at it. It was something like like everyone bitched about not being enough vintage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay. I looked at some of the comments after the fact and that there was no, there was only two new figures or whatever. Oh, the vintage thing and, people were going nuts about. Yeah, because there's guys that the vintage thing is, is that's their thing. So if you're a vintage guy, you're always going to be upset with every announcement that isn't, Every figure is going to be vintage. It's going to be 375. It's going to have a ton of articulation. And we're going to release 175 figures in the next two months. And you, they're going to be $5 and they're available everywhere. And that's the only thing that's ever going to make everyone who's doing the vintage happy. Yeah. The, the archive line, the, the, the poll. I'm yeah. sure the poll was just like, Commander Cody, Commander Cody, Commander Cody. We've been talking about Commander Cody. I'm sure there was a bunch of ones when they released whatever you know the six inch figures the stormtrooper and the clone trooper where's zeb where's zeb why can't we get zeb where's our zeb we got to finish rebels where's zeb where's zeb where's zeb where's zeb whatever you want when they don't give it to you you have to complain about it Uh, that's why i didn't watch the comments at all it doesn't mean anything all i want to see is what they're doing i can make my judgment afterwards the cody we're getting we're getting hold on we're we're getting a new stormtrooper the stormtrooper is brand new which actually for me I'm worried about because the articulation for the original Stormtrooper and the mold they've been using is superior to the articulation for anything they've released newer. The Stormtrooper, the the OT Stormtrooper, has much better articulation than the FO Stormtrooper. The FO Stormtrooper's articulation is crap. Oh, they're horrible. I've seen all these people going crazy for the the, the Chewbacca and C-3PO. Yeah. Finally brought it home and opened it. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca's articulation is horrendous. Yeah, he can't carry the blaster, like unless he's unless he's holding it like at his hip, in that kind of relaxed pose. That's it. The running the, pose that, thing. The, yeah. Yeah, the arm doesn't move at all. Like you can barely it barely bends, and it doesn't. There's no there's no um, bicep break because it looks gorgeous. It's a great statue, but other than that, it's not that great a figure. So like I saw that, and that would be the thing if I was the typical Star Wars fan. I have in the comments like, why don't you make the old Stormtrooper because it's superior and the articulation is better. I don't want you to make a new one. It was also the fact that giving us a new Stormtrooper that has some new pieces to it. And as I said, they're basing it on what now is the, the, the standard design of the Rogue One slash Mandalorian Trooper, which I don't understand the difference, but apparently there's some differences. Um, with that is they're not giving us Stormtrooper that we thought we might get after the Hydra Soldier 
for the Marvel line was released during or was announced during um, uh, Toy Fair. So that was a little disappointing to me. But that doesn't mean I don't have to say anything about it. I don't have to scream at him about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the carbonized stuff. Great. You're making another carbonized. Yeah. So you're, you're wasting the plastic to me. But you know what? I still ordered it because I'm stupid. It was the same thing with the Boba Fett. I was, when we saw it at Toy Fair, and I was like, God, okay. We well, get it. It's shiny. But, you know, I'd rather have a new figure. Oh, people were What's it available on? Amazon? Click. Okay, so I ordered it. I'm still complaining about it, but I order it. It's just also the typical Star Wars fan. The guys people, that are there that are screaming about People were complaining about, about you know, the, the carbonized how the paint chips and all this. I'm like, I haven't had any paint chipping on mine. Yeah, everyone thinks that every figure is exactly like their figure. Yeah. Like, I was going through this, the G.I. Joe stuff I just had, I bought a um, – I got the Snake Eyes that came in the one of the, the SDCC sets versus, you know, G.I. Joe versus Transformers, the one with Hound. He's got the symbol and the thing. Anyway, his head blows. Like, the paint is, is bunched up on the top. It's not smooth at all. But I don't think that's every figure. There's probably 100 figures out of all the sets they made for SDCC that have that kind of blotching. So I look at it, and I'm like, man, this one sucks. The one that I got sucks. But it doesn't mean the whole line's like that. When you start seeing the problem in the whole line, sure. You're like, every figure that everybody has, you know, the gun doesn't fit in his hand or or whatever. And so... I get when, when you start to find out, and I've seen that in the six-inch groups that we're in where people are asking questions like, hey, does yours not do this? Does yours? Yeah, mine doesn't do it. Yeah, mine doesn't do it. Yeah, mine doesn't do it. So, so yeah, I never listen to comments. Well, a lot of people ever. were complaining. So a lot of people, I guess they don't get, they don't understand the archive line because when they announced the, you know, who, you know, do a fan thing for the archive line, everybody immediately said, they wanted Cad Bane. They said Cody was the first one, which makes sense. And then they start saying like Cad Cody's Bane. definitely in it. Yeah, yeah, the Cad Bane. It's, you know, it's got to be something. But it has to be something that's been released, and that's what they kept trying to explain mm-hmm. to people: is this is a line that's been released. There may be you know yeah. doing some new paint deco to it or something like you that. You get it's the they get the real scan for it. Yeah, that's because yeah. the, the head on Anakin is new when they did the Anakin one for the second one. Right. Yes. Also, the, the they fact use the is, photo reels. Or something, they use the photo like reel for that stuff. Um, I saw because the the you can put your your want in the poll already, you know, for something. And someone asked on one of the fan sites, "Can we do exclusives?" And they said, "Yes, you can do any figure, any Black Series figure that has been released before." So you could put in, you know, the SDCC set. It's doubtful they'll make it, but you can put it in because again, if every single person says, "I want the Kenner paint job SDCC set." I'm sure Hasbro will be like, the hell with it. We'll just put it in there because, because the packaging's they, different. Yeah, you get the packaging or whatever. It's an easy one to do because they've already done it. Yep, and you don't have to change yeah, it. Yeah, but then you get all those people pissed off that said, I spent $500 on a figure to... You think Hasbro gives an a excellent... freaking Has- ass Hasbro about doesn't anyone care about there. the resale I know. market. Yeah, they cared about... The, that's the guys that, that, on the Black Series page, those guys that are like, I don't want them to do archives. I don't want them... Why? You guys, you guys had your chance. You didn't get it. Those are the guys who have, you know, 40 Cody's, and they're trying to sell them at $125. Yeah. Um, What was the thing I said dropped like a rock? What was the announcement? No, it was – there was something on it. uh, Gosh darn it. I said it it in the the thread – not the thread, but the messages that we had. It was the sound of something disappearing. Oh. Maybe it was the commander. Well, who was it? 
That yeah, you did say it was Commander Cody because Cody would be in that archive line. Yeah, if Cody's yeah, if Cody's in the archive line, then you're gonna see the prices drop like crazy. You saw it for Boba Fett. The Boba Fett prices dropped like crazy when he was first in the line. Well, you and saw R2 did the same thing. Drop and you saw uh, IG88 prices. When they did the fortieth, the, the prices for R2 dropped not as much because the fortieth ended up being harder to find. Yeah, like you know, it wasn't it wasn't super hard to find, but it wasn't super easy to find either. But the um, IG88s with the archive line that dropped drastically. All those ones will drop drastically when, when they're in that line or whatever. And that's what that line is for, because Hasbro doesn't make money off of eBay. They don't care that you have – that Cody's $100. And they said that SDCC like three years ago or whatever where they, they announced the archive line, they said, we've been going through eBay and finding the, the, the ones that are pricey and make sense. And they did the Luke because the Luke was super expensive. And then doing IG-88, they're like, F it. Not only did they did IG-88, Bosk, and, and, and Boba Fett because they were expensive, but it was also because they had just released four Lomzuckus and Lob- uh, Lobot, um, Dengar, within like the last year. So there's a lot of people yeah. that were able to get those that couldn't get the rest of the bounty hunters. So with those three, you could then get the bounty hunter set together, and you didn't have to pay exorbitant prices for IG-88. Well, Which was fun. Right. After talking to Hasbro, you know, several years in a row at Comic Con, they don't. Yeah, you you said it right. They don't care about the aftermarket. They care about getting no. the product in their hand, fans' hands. Yes, the only part of the aftermarket they care about is that they do want to be able to make sure that that toys will sell out. In terms of that, but you know, they're hoping that that the collectors' market and even the guys who buy multiples for the aftermarket, they still want to make sure that those guys are getting. You know that they're still going to buy stuff, but if they only cared about reselling and getting guys to buy the resells, they would have never came out with Admiral Holdo. Right. You know they always release that figure that you know as a fan going, no one's going to buy that. Yeah. There's going to be you know completists and people that are like me that are like, yeah, I'll take it. It's not you know it's not the worst thing in the world. And you can't I'll wait tell till it's me, five bucks, but I'll get it. You cannot tell me that the the carbonized Vader, the uh, two pack Zuckus and Forloom. And the uh, Han and Kryptonite, Carbonite, Kryptonite, Harden and Carbonite are not the <laughs> Superman's worst foe. Han Solo and Kryptonite are not. I can't the, even punch him. The SDCC and Celebration exclusives. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, no, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Celebration. Yeah, I bet you. Because I was definitely the I, two pack. Because yeah, the way the packaging is, is. Yeah, Zuckus and Forlom. My guess is Celebration. No, because they did. Uh, that would be, that yeah. would be SDCC no, 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 because they, they did this. Hold on. They did last year. They did the Hold on. Uh, Boba Fett. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, because the last time they did two exclusives that were tied in together was Celebration, when they did Maul and Obi Wan in the in the Episode One packaging. That's why Hot and Carbonite. I, Hot and Carbonite. I don't even think is an. I don't think it's an exclusive. I think it's the, it's the the figure in the second wave. That's the original figure. Of the 40th anniversary, because remember, both waves of Star Wars had an original figure in each wave, right? Yes. It was the Death Star Trooper was in one of them, and... R5-D4. R5-D4 was a GameStop exclusive, though. That's true. Maybe well, maybe it yeah. is an exclusive, then. Maybe yeah, it could have been. See, I think I think you had... To... I think I, I feel like the second wave had a new figure in it, though. See, I, I think that it, the SDCC were the... Uh, the two bounty hunters and the Han and Carbonite. They've never, the they've never, they, no, they've never done two for for SDCC. That's the thing. Yeah, they have. They've done. No, they haven't done two Black Series and the two Black Series in the same SDCC. Where? 
Uh, they did the Luke and Luke uh, and uh, Ray, and then had the, uh, the Luke and the Ray were one pack. Yes, but they also right. had two Luke figures in one pack. They also had that's Luke. what this is. They These also had Luke in and the Speeder pack. in the same year. Yeah, that's different. No, the, the ne- bounty hunters ne- are in one pack. They're not in one pack. They are. There's pictures online of their packaging. The they're packaging yes, is, the packaging is a one pack, but it is two packages for them. Ray right. and well, Luke that, were no, not, that's Ray what... and Luke were not in separate packages. They were on two sides of a full package that you opened up. Uh, they also had uh, Thrawn and the uh, a one uh, the F one oh, shit the first order trooper. Um, and then they also Thrawn was had the first year as first. Obi Wan. Thrawn was the same. No, Thrawn was no. Kylo was the same year as Ben. Kylo. Uh, I, think, ben. I think Ethan actually. I think I. It's different than carded figures. It doesn't matter. They were exclusives. Who cares whether they're one or the other? But I think. My guess would have been they were the ones. They're not so carded. They are. But they're not they're carded. Not carded. They're, you, you can't separate the two packages, correct? No. No, that's what, what I'm sure. talking about. Okay. You can take four loam and Zuckus out, or else they don't display correctly. Correct. That's why they're two, they're two separate figures that happen to be in the same pack. They're not sold separately, no, because if you buy them separately, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so we also know that, you know, there are still some, uh, some events happening next, uh, tomorrow for, um, for May the 4th. I know that Scum and Villainy Cantina is teaming up with, uh, Sideshow and Kevin Smith and a few other people to do a live stream and, uh, a big special event, um, Disney has the new ears, uh, the Soka ears that are designed by Ashley Eckstein that are going to be released as lo- along with a lot of other stuff. Um, aren't they designed by Rosario Dawson since she's the new face of Ahsoka? <laughs> That's what people. She's are just Ahsoka. I don't want these because they're not the true Ahsoka. Because the true Ahsoka. No, because it's not. It's Rosario Dawson. You know, I will say this: Ashley's voice work in these three episodes is the best I've ever heard her. Yes, it's, it's she's she's killing it, and it, it, she's been amazing. Oh, by with the way, fight last with, year the, the fight trooper. with Maul and the uh, and the the stuff with Rex, just fantastic stuff. By the way, last year Sith Trooper and uh, Boba Fett were both the exclusives in, in uh, San Diego. Well, I'm gonna say it's the celebration exclusive anyway. <laughs> so I think the I think That's... the Vader would be the celebration. Anyways, that's the uh, podcast that we can do a video recording of. We'll all just choose figures and put them on our screen as we talk. <laughs> as um, Chris is so doing guys. now. Then, uh, so I'm telling you, those two weren't packed separately, so they totally would have been. GameStop also has one. an exclusive coming out tomorrow. That's yeah, their ad, their ad showed a um, shadow trooper. As a helmet that they're releasing tomorrow. Well, we know that the but Shadow the, Trooper is an... coming to them. We've seen them. Oh well, yeah, we've seen the ad. Or we've seen uh, the packaging the for sh- it. The Shadow Trooper. Yeah. I thought that was. I thought the next one was the. Wait, did the Fire First guy already come out? He's already been ordered. He he. Okay. People will start receiving him within the next couple of weeks. That's right. I did order him. I can't remember. I can't keep anything straight anymore. 
I saw it, yes. I saw that that Black Widow, uh, the deluxe Black Widow was on sale at GameStop. I'm like, God, I seem to remember ordering this. I don't know where. Drive me crazy. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're going to have more Purge Troopers available tomorrow. I think the Purge Trooper, the Purge Trooper is the same thing like the Amazon. The, the link that I got, I found out afterwards, is a placeholder for a future... It's basically someone gets the link, but the link is not live, so it's unsearchable right. without the actual link. So the guy in the Black Series that shared the link, is he has the link to it. But if well, you he search has a shop it, on Amazon, there. and that's why they gave him the link, basically. Yeah. So, so that's why he was able to share the link. The hope is that, yes, tomorrow he will go live, and I can finally get a Purge Trooper, and I can stop the Black Series guys. With, I have about 16 of them because I keep going to my store and telling the idiot behind the counter that, I ordered one, and he just goes and grabs it. I have the link for it. I'll send it to you. I have the link for it. I'm already on it. It's on my page. I've got it in my right now. But yeah, GameStop is supposed to have uh, some exclusive Black Series figure tomorrow. My guess is it's going to end up being the page tro- the Perch Trooper, because it's still an exclusive. It just isn't in the bundle. Mm. Although they did they mentioned on the on the thing that. Uh, the gaming greats is coming. More gaming greats is coming. I was like, "What else are you gonna do for gaming greats?" Well, I yeah. think do we, I think do we the, get a... the uh, I think that they're gonna put the uh, the Shadow Trooper on there too tomorrow. Since that's Maybe. something that's never been really that's something brand new. That's what a lot of people are thinking because, especially since the roleplay helmet is on their ad, they're thinking that it's part of a theme. And that's going to be the figure that's going to be out tomorrow. You're they did say the it was a... always, but well, Revan is coming. The Jedi Revan's coming back on there. So is the battle droid. Well, that one's on sale too. I don't know if Chris already ordered it or not, but now it's eighteen ninety nine on GameStop. That's what it was. It was, it was okay. Right, yeah. Okay, cool. I was like, I, I saw that and I was like, oh man, he just went to try to pick that up for me too, and it just went on sale. I was like, Crap. no, it was. That's what I ordered it for. All right, guys, anybody okay, got anything cool. else? No. No. What are you doing for Star Wars Day? Uh, working. Ethan? You going to watch uh, all the movies? Here, <laughs> not working. here and uh, hating my life. You going to watch all 11 all movies? Because everybody says the nine, but there, there are 11 movies that are within the same era. No, there's 13. Clone Wars? No, uh, 14, if you want to count Clone Wars. Are you talking about the two uh, Ewok movies? There you go. Those are canon. Yeah. What about the Di- Christmas Diabetes special. crashes on the What are these? What are you guys eating? You know what that gives you, diabetes. Beth and Arabella have never seen them. We're going to watch them tonight when Beth gets home. Mm, that's what, not diabetes? a good idea. Yes, he's going to watch diabetes. He's going to watch a doctor give a, <laughs> give a lecture about diabetes. The Ewoks are their favorite. They, they, so I, they won't to... be after those two movies. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> but then again, I was, what? You like the Christmas special, too. So. 12, 10 when they came out? 10, 11? Whatever you were, I was, what, two years younger than you? Three years younger than you? and even I, I watched them because they were Star Wars, but I knew they were terrible. Because you watch them and you're like, God, I want these to be better. It's like watching the first, all the seasons of Agents of Shield. You're like, God, I want this to be better. I want, well, I don't want, yeah. I don't want this, the CGI to be crappy. I Do you don't remember want the Ewoks the and droids crap. cartoons? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, the Droids was... cartoon just needed to be like clicked up a couple, and the Droids cartoon could have been very interesting. Yeah. Ewoks was always, you know. Ewoks it was, Ewoks. was like gummy bears and Smurfs and stuff. Gummy bears <laughs> bouncing here and there and everywhere. Surprised how many people my age had no idea gummy bears existed as a TV series. Like, what? What did you do on Saturdays? Yeah. Was gummy bears and then Muppet Babies? They that went outside it. and played. No, they didn't because it was on early out here. Boy, that's Muppet Babies I, was like seven thirty in the morning. You want to talk about? And prop, I was up. You want to talk about prop culture? That Muppet movie one is the one I can't wait to see. That's no, yeah. eight. <laughs> That's gonna be it's bad. Here's one. the here's the original Kermit who's like half eaten away. Like ah. No, that's like, a, uh, that's an interesting one, especially when they talk about the art. I'll, I'll let you guys see that, but I've already gone through it all. Nothing but time. <laughs> Nothing but time. Read a book. You know, I've read books. Read a I've book. Read books. I've gotten to a point. <laughs> the way you said that is like at some point in your life. No, no, I've read books. Like ten years ago, I read a book. Wasn't for me, bud. But no, I've gotten all to I can the think point. Of is uh, the woman that you don't want to start a party with, Seth? Learn a book. <laughs> Ethan, you have. I've Walking gotten to Dead a point. Now. You have Walking Dead books you haven't caught up on. That's true, but. I've gotten you, to a point now where I've I've read what I've wanted to read, I've watched what I've wanted to watch, I've customized what I've wanted to customize, and I'm just kind of at this point where I'm like, I lay in my bed looking up at my ceiling for four hours a day until Thanks, I realize MC that Hammer. maybe I should go outside for a bit. Thanks, MC Hammer. Oh. You're welcome. You don't remember the Adams Family song that he did? No. Nobody remembers the Adams Family <laughs> song that he did. The Adams Family don't remember the Adams Family song that he did. <laughs> Popped into my head. Do what I wanted. It just I got to a point though. where you're just like, I'm. I feel useless right now, and I'm just sitting in in the bed. Just okay. This is my life now. Sort all your <laughs> toys. Get all your toys all together. Don't even want to do that. Get them open. Get them. Get them together. Put all your X-Men together. <laughs> That's a funny thing that you said. I was, I was telling, uh, I was thinking about it. Rich was like, "Oh, I got 20 figures to open." I'm looking at the stack on the corner of my room, and there's like 50 in the boxes still. Well, I, I probably have like 600. <laughs> I mean, there's so much stuff I don't open. It's ridiculous how much money I have stuff that I don't open. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's just the nature of it. You're, you, I, I feel useless, and I feel like it's not going to help me to do anything else. So I just stay here until this whole thing blows over. Uh, is this going to be another 20-minute uh, therapy session with Ethan? This will be the only yes. other episode that his dad listens to. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, gentlemen. There's, there's, there's phone numbers to call. There's, uh, I don't LA even want to call the numbers. L.A. has its, uh, has its like coronavirus depression lines. Um, hey, can I ask why we're looking at the crotch of a scout trooper? Can I ask why you're not looking at the crotch of a scout trooper? You need to have trooper. the gun pointing well, kind of... Where's his weapon pointing at some... us? His weapon's in a holster. He's just checking things out. All right, guys. Oh, his weapon's in a holster, all right. The Mandalorian and Cara Dune are taking on the uh, PTSD, uh, so uh, I need to get going. Yeah, yeah. what's up now? Okay. You want to scout this? You want to scout nope, this, baby? Not at all. Oh, oh, look, I can, I can teabag Ethan's head on my screen. And on that note, we're going to wrap things up. Make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. 
So for Chris and the twerking you like scout it. trooper, I'm you Marty like Rain it. saying we'll talk to you later. <laughs> oh. How you like that scout cry?